Okay, and we are live. Good morning on this wonderful Thursday, January 13. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us on Coffee Time. Uh, for those of you who are returning uh, to the show, thank you so much. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we always appreciate having you here and uh, um, try to join us on the chat when you can. You know, if there's any questions comes up, please go ahead, put some questions in the chat. If you'd like something that we're saying, give us a thumbs up. Um, I also want to welcome uh, any one of you that has joined us for the first time. And, you know, uh, welcome. Um, also give us a little thumbs up so we know that you are um, new here or a little, you know, um, you know, victory, any kind of, a, you know, activity down in the chat. So we know that you are with us here for the first time. We would like our, our videos and our, and our live sessions to be as, as interactive as possible. So um, any interaction below on the comments was, is really highly appreciated and it will be more enjoyable for, for all of us. Um, just a quick intro. Um, my name is uh, Marie Teresian CPA. Um, I'm a certified public accountant and a chartered global management accountant and ex experienced uh, uh, auditor and a CFO. Um, I'm a, a CPA advisor and a transformation coach, and I use my proprietary methodology, Valuation MT, to help business owners go from their first million to 10 million and 20 million and plus. Um, I've authored a couple of books. Yeah, I will put the, in the chat some of the uh, um, links. One of them being the complete guide to business growth that's available on Kindle for purchase. I also have an, a free ebook available that is called the, uh, the a business owner's guide to operational accounting. It's a lot of guides, I know, but that's really what, what we want to provide exactly. you. We are here to be your guide. <laughs> um, also, not to not to forget me. And before I make the introduction to Pedro, because I did forget to say, don't forget to subscribe. Please subscribe so you always know when we are going live. Um, whichever platform that you are watching us on, whether it's Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, or YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to our channel um, so you will always know whenever we're going live. Um, also, quick note before I forget, next week uh, we are going live on Tuesday, January 18. Usually we consistently go on Thursdays at 10 a.m. We had a minor scheduling uh, conflict, so we, 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 we are switching to Tuesday only next week, January 18. Uh, with that, as always, my it's my pleasure to have my featured guest every every uh, Thursday, um, um, my tax colleague uh, Pedro Gonzalez CPA. Pedro, welcome to the show. Good morning, and uh, yeah, it's great to to be here. Uh, you know, we we have uh, a lot of good information coming up, mm -hmm. uh, and as far as uh, myself, as you know, uh, Pedro Gonzalez CPA, business and tax strategist, uh, we have. Uh, uh, issued a, a another guide uh, that is uh, for the real estate uh, uh, investors tax guide. We're working on the S corp uh, tax. Uh, that's going to be an ebook uh, that we're going to publish. In uh, it's going to be a, a different and some of the other stuff that you see that, that kind of repeats a lot of the information about the formation, which is great information. But what we're trying to do is provide some information that will be more geared towards how to uh, maximize uh, deductions and, and which is really what people want uh, mm -hmm. when you're forming this type of entities how can i you know take my s corp to the next level uh, we are uh, working also on on our tax planning and a tax strategies uh, 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 sessions on and developing a, a program 
that will help you and, and other clients uh, in getting to meeting their goals. Our, our main focus, as uh, we discussed before, is going to be in the areas of cash flow, improving mm -hmm. your cash flow, lowering your taxes, and developing an exit uh, that will meet uh, your goals. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, in the past episodes, we've talked about so many, uh, you know, issues from, let's say, those who are self-employed, their taxes, due dates. Um, you know, we've also talked about a series on tax planning and what mm -hmm. does that entail. Um, we've talked about partnership agreements. And actually, last week, we talked about what would be a reasonable compensation for an S corporation shareholder. So these are really interesting information that, you know, it might take you too long to go out there and research and research and what do I do with this? And so we are covering these really interesting um, uh, uh, items, um, you know, within 30 minutes or so. Um, and it gives you gives you really great information and saves you time as well. So if you haven't seen any of those episodes, please make sure to go back and check out some of those episodes. And uh, for today, as we're continuing on some of this conversation about, you know, from tax planning, we moved on to partnerships, agreements, and, and compensation. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit more about what happens when we purchase a business from someone. Yeah. What are some of the tax consequences? Um, whether we purchase the assets or the equity. So this was a, something that we've been, you know, talking about, and so we wanted to bring it to you. So. Uh, Pedro, uh, where, where would be a good place to start, you, you would say, for our audience to be able to, to get into this conversation? Well, the, the, the purchase of a business, um, you know, the, something that needs to be taken into consideration is the structure of how you're going to buy the business. Mm -hmm. uh, and may not, you know, some people may not uh, understand it. That's what we want to give you in the, in a short amount of time, a lot of information that you need to keep in mind when you're making that decision, either you be the, the buyer or the seller. Because what happens is that the, uh, basically you can structure a purchase of a business in essence, uh, two basic ways. Uh, uh, you know, if, if the target business, let's assume you, you are the one buying, you know, the target business being a, a, in a C or an S Corp or a partnership or an LLC that is taxed as a, as a partnership, you have two, two options. You can either uh, buy the interest, uh, meaning the, the, uh, the, the partnership interest or the shares, or the other option is to buy the entity's assets. Now, if the target business is a sole proprietorship or a single member LLC, then the only option you have is to buy asset. And that's the only mm -hmm. option you have at that point. So before I go any further, again, you know, I know that we have said this disclaimer before, uh, you're gonna hear a lot of sometimes of us talking about tax, I'm sorry, legal terms and, and financial products and things like that. I am not a, uh, a legal advisor. I am not a financial advisor. Uh, you know, whatever information we share here, I stand by it, but I do advise that you, you know, check it uh, from the legal standpoint to consult Absolutely. with an attorney whenever we talk about financial products to confirm it with your financial advisor. So it applies to your specific situation because, again, the information we share, while I do stand by it, it is also in general in nature. Absolutely. And then just if I may uh, uh, also point out that 
when wealthy people are are planning their 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 purchases or they're planning their wealth, they don't work with only let's say one CPA. Sometimes they're working with multiple CPAs, with a group of attorneys, a group of financial advisors. So you know, always think through with all the different pieces. Everybody's a professional in what they do. So when you bring the right group together, you're going to have the most you know, the best team helping you out. So here we'll try to cover as much of the general information as it fits in with the work we do. Um, and then of course, always go back and make sure with you, with the key people in your team. Correct. So what happens is again, uh, we kind of touch up on the, basically the, the options you have, the, the main, the, what yeah. happens, the challenge is that the buyer and the seller are going to have conflictive interest when it comes to the, the buying and the selling of a business. Uh, if you are the buyer, the buyer typically uh, is going to want uh, one main objective that they're going to have mm -hmm. is uh, a, a non-tax object, uh, objective is going to be to generate sufficient cash flow from the newly acquired business and to service the uh, acquisition, if any, especially any debt involved, provide an acceptable return on the investment. But also they want to minimize uh, taxes or oh, and another point that, that happens when you're buying and this is again it's a non-tax issue but is a concern and that is to minimize exposure to unknown liabilities mm -hmm. because of that typically a buyer is going to want uh, from a legal standpoint is going to want to structure this as an asset purchase because this 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 is the way that they're going to cover themselves from unknown liability which is a, is a, in some cases it can be a huge risk for a buyer so what they're gonna, uh, in, you know, they're gonna more be inclined towards an asset purchase. Uh, in addition to that, there is a, also a tax advantage for the buyer to do an asset purchase, is because you can step up basis on the assets that you're gonna acquire. Because now you're gonna pay an X sum for potentially assets that were already fully depreciated. So instead of you acquiring those those uh, assets at a at a lower basis which is mm -hmm. basically what it was already on the books, because if you're buying the business, you're buying the asset as is, you know, based on what right. books. But if you do an asset purchase, I can then now allocate a higher number and higher value. Now my basis, I, I stepped up the basis on on the assets that I identify in the purchase agreement, and that in turn will then uh, give me a higher uh, uh, depreciation deduction, and it will, you know, in turn lower my my taxes, lower my gain when I dispose of uh, those assets, including mm -hmm. inventory and receivables. So that you know that's the the buyer side. Now the the seller side, uh, their main concern is going to be to insulate himself or herself from. Uh, uh, business-related liabilities uh, after the sale in collecting the full amount of the sale price. That typically, you know, they're looking at, you know, I want to sell it for X. I want to make sure that I can gain uh, or get as close as possible to that number. They're more concerned about getting the full price. And on top of all of that, they, yes, they want to minimize the taxes. Now, from the seller standpoint, they're going to be pushing for the uh, an equity sale or a, a mm -hmm. yeah, so because and the reason is because uh, there is uh, an advantage uh, from the pr perspective of taxes and that is I can then um, it will be subjected to capital gain tax instead of uh, ordinary. Mm. And so I can lower my taxes by going to a, an equity sale. So you can see that there is, uh, you know, that com uh, conflict between the two. So then what do you do? You know, how can you find common ground 
where you, you know, if your seller is saying, no, I'm selling the business equity sale and you as a buyer, you say, no, but I'm not interested on assuming liability. I want an asset purchase. I want this, this, and this, and this. And so, you know, you have to find, obviously like any negotiation, try to find that common ground. If, if you encounter kind of that roadblock and one is mm -hmm. uh, offer a higher price to complete the asset sale, uh, uh, you know, so you can complete that, that, that transaction, uh, you can go ahead and, and offer a little higher, uh, amount to allow you, you know, for example, if you want to complete, uh, complete the transaction, understanding that you, you know, if you're gonna, uh, assume Let's say, for example, if you're going to go ahead and assume liability, you are the buyer, I'm going to assume uh, liability that otherwise mm -hmm. I don't want. I can then, in that case, potentially offer, you know, and the, and the, the seller knowledge, you know, you're going to take from me liability. So there's a way to kind of come up to that common ground. Yeah. Right, exactly. Take into consideration tax savings that the, the parties are going to have. Because if I, you know, I know I'm gonna be gaining some tax savings, so I might be willing to uh, accept a, a different price, in consideration that yes, I'm gonna be gaining some some you know some taxes, but let me close the deal. Let's not let's not kill the deal. You know what I mean? Right. So let's close <laughs> it. But then you know this way allows you to to complete it. Um, I know it sounds kind of obvious, like duh, you know, but it, I can tell you when you're at the negotiation table. It's not as simple as it seems. It takes some finesse. It takes some, you know, way to work this out, so then you can complete that transaction. But again, you can see that there is going to be, depending on the advisor on each side, they're going to be obviously, you know, because everybody's advocating for the client. Is they're going to be uh, presenting is the option that's going to provide the the best uh, legal protection, the best uh, tax advantage for each for side. Line. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, you're going to see that there is a there's a conflict. And yes. you have to find that common ground. Um, now, you know, we also mentioned that the if it's a, a sole proprietor or a single member LLC, in that case, there's no, there's not going to be an option there. There's going to be an right. asset sale. And, you know, so the, uh, because again, the, the, the tax code ignores the existence of that entity. You know what I mean? They say, no, this is sell by any individual. So there's no shares or interest to, to, to sell. So, it's more uh, of a complete business, uh, purchasing the full business, basically. Good, good business. Uh, well, no, they're, they're buying the asset. It will be considered an, a, a, an, an asset. asset sale. Yeah. If, if it is a single member or a sole proprietorship, there's no no equity sale in that in that case. Even if uh, they have any liabilities and any of that stuff, it still would be considered asset sale. Correct. Now, when, when you're doing an asset sale, one of the, the strategies, you know, again, I'm going to share something here that uh, another value for you is, uh, you know, when you're doing an asset sale, uh, what you want to do is allocate more of the price to those assets that generate the higher tax, uh, tax ordinary income when it's converted to cash. Okay, so what the heck does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> our audience is going to be like, what? Uh, exactly. No. But okay. So what does that mean? Which one are going to be those are going to be your receivables and inventory. That's why you want to push up more yeah. of the, of those dollars and assets that can be depreciated over a short amount of time, which is mm -hmm. going to be your furniture and fixtures, equipment and vehicles. Got it. Yeah. Well, you know, so when, we, when we're looking at, at this and we're advising our client, we're looking at, and let's say we're going to do an asset 
then what we try to do is, and again, in, in, in the negotiation part and making sure that it goes in, it's ideal that it be put on the purchase agreement, not just uh, me as a, as a tax preparer allocating this number arbitrarily. What you want is uh, that as part of the agreement is mm -hmm. there, meaning that both parties agree to this, that because if the IRS comes in to, to challenge this, this is a, a mutual agreement on how the allocation will be done. But, mm -hmm. you know, what the goal, if you can accomplish it, what you want to do is allocate as much of the price in an asset sale, as much of the price to the higher taxed ordinary income uh, items. And that's going to be, again, what it's, it, when we're looking at converting, you know, because, again, if you're buying assets and, and that includes inventory and receivables, sure. yeah. those receivables and inventory will be converted to cash. And those will be taxed in an ordinary tax uh, rate. So what right. you want is then allocate, yeah. Yeah. So basically that's going to convert to income when they sell it. And then that's going to be an ordinary income taxable. Yeah. And and you want to allocate uh, when you're looking at the depreciable asset because you want to be able to to depreciate those uh, faster. You know what I mean? So you want to convert them to uh those kind of can be depreciated in the short term. Basically, those that get depreciated, you know, like the, the furnitures and fixtures, seven years, your vehicles are five years. You want to allocate more dollars to those so you can gain the benefit faster. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a very, uh, yeah, very interesting uh, way of uh, handling that. Absolutely. Yeah, like, um, you know, and we, when we were doing this, this uh, session, you can see that we do, you know, share yeah. with you information that, you know, not, you know, not a lot of people are going to be throwing this information to you uh, freely, you know, yeah. in order to, you know, we, we're doing this as far as education, but also to, to show you that, you know, we, we have information here that can truly help you. Yeah. And, and while this information right now is in general in nature, you can see some of the strategies can help you lower your taxes. Well, you're going to see the benefit. And this is where I encourage, I, I know you mentioned to, to subscribe, but also to, to schedule a one-on-one a, a -on -one session. I think Absolutely. we can truly, you know, help you if you, uh, uh, you know, contact us on a, on a, on a strategy uh, session and, uh, because there is when you're going to see the, the, the value, you know, because now it's going to be targeted to you, to your specific situation. Uh, we can take these ideas, which it, it does work. It's just now we're going to actually bring it to your specific situation and, and, and truly maximize it to you. Yeah, absolutely. And then always we, as we recommend, you know, make sure you have all your, um, you know, financial records in order because, you know, that's, that's always going to be the key point. Yes, um, yes. You know, <laughs> uh, we cannot stress this enough no, no, yeah. over and over where yeah. internal financial records don't even match tax filings and, you know, tax returns. And that really can cause quite a trouble. And then now you're ready to purchase a business and things don't make sense or you're, you're the one who's selling your business and, you know, the, the, the buyer is questioning every single thing and you can't even provide documents. Um, mm -hmm. And I know I've heard from, you know, even with a client of mine that's that's, been, you know, it has been in the process of purchasing different businesses and. You know, there's a timeline where, where they want to to review and do their due diligence and they ask for uh, documents to be provided. And here I am, like, I look at the first document they gave and I'm like, uh, this is, this is kind of like funny. I have more questions. I have more questions. 
and it gets to a point where at some point the buyer in this case my client would be no longer interested because he's like if it's taking this long to produce the documents we need to look at then i'm uncomfortable as to what else is kind of messed up in there <laughs> it's like yeah, i want yeah. i want to you know something you say pedro quite a lot and we've said it in the shows before we want to turn key business you want to go in purchase and start working and start you know making money so as a seller you know if you put yourself in the seller's shoes that's what they're looking for and if you're if your business is in is in a chaos the financial records are in chaos and you can't produce documents uh, um, and it's going to be very difficult for a buyer to have confidence that your business was actually running smoothly and it was running well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. You know, another another aspect of, of this, I know, you know, the intent was to discuss the, the, the tax implication of the, of the yeah. purchase, but something that also that comes up uh, going along with what you're saying is cut off financial statements, which a lot mm -hmm. of times uh, business owners are not prepared for it. You know what I mean? They might have done, for example, right now, they may, if you have a sale, let's say in February of 2022, mm -hmm. yes. they're going to ask for not only the December 2021 financials, so you better have them ready, but also they're going to be asking for an interim financial. Absolutely. Yes. And so that's why a lot of times they get scrambling for this interim, which, no, you know, they did not engage uh, their CPAs or their accountants on time. Mm -hmm. And that is to, to have to go back and scramble to get updated financials. So, you know, and as part of the, the exit strategies and all this that we uh, coach our, our clients is, is to all of the other aspects. It's not only about the tax. It's not only about the, the legal, but also some of the, the uh, documentation that's going to be required. And, you know, like I said, we get, keep hammering this on people's head and that <laughs> is the accounting aspect because there's going to be requirements you know when you're asking for money when you're selling there's mm -hmm. going to be you know or there is a, a a dispute uh then now right. you have to split your business merger and acquisitions you name it there's many times when you're going to see a need for uh accurate information you know what i mean so if you're going to be in a situation you're buying or selling you're going to have to have very accurate and this is why i encourage people that if you're ready for seeing uh, the the exit and this is why we again we're coaching you and then we we start this why you know <laughs> you have heard me saying about the five year the reason is they're going to be asking at least for three years of financials true yes so at least three years so if somebody and that's that's you know any prudent uh uh investor is going to be going and they're going to say give me the last three year financials and last three years uh of of uh, tax returns plus i want interim <laughs> financials yes so that's why we talk about the five years is to have the time one to implementation number two to have at least three solid years of taxes financial because we know that you're already envisioning the exit so that you yes. know at least with that five-year window so then at least you have three solid years that the numbers are tight i mean that we know that it, it ties to your financial to your bank statements there's no nothing you know that could uh uh, kill the deal for you because the last thing you want is that the deal got killed not because of the business the idea and you know you can show other production but the numbers are un unreliable i cannot trust the numbers because i don't see how it goes from inventory to cost of goods sold and i don't see it going back i don't see the flow yeah and, and th that's the last thing you want to see and i've seen it many many times unfortunately where uh you know we cannot conclude the deal because the the lack of uh, reliable financial information. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I had a situation where, um, again, with this gentleman that I've been helping with the evaluation process and uh, uh, the deal that he actually eventually walked away from, the, the seller uh, was literally scrambling between her accountant. Pull, I think she was trying to pull out those, you know, the interim financials because I had so many questions and, and her accountant was just not being available on a timely manner. And, and, you know, we waited, we went back and forth so many times. And then she would call me on the phone and say, can you, you know, um, can you talk to him? Can you do this? But at that point, you know, my client was no longer interested. He pulled up, pulled away. He's like, you know, it's just not worth my time anymore. And, and it's, a uh, it's a sad situation, you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, when the seller is, is ready to sell, but then now because of, you know, minor things they could have done to prepare themselves for that exit, like you said, you know, that five-year plan, but there was no plan. They had a, a, a great opportunity, a good buyer, uh, ready to go fast, but, you know, records were not in order. The, the accountant was not in, in line with the timelines and, you know, they just lost an opportunity that could have gone so well for them. So um, it's always uh, important to plan ahead and, and be ready. So if, if you, you are thinking of doing that, if you're thinking of selling your business in the next, let's say, three to five years, you know, this is an opportunity to to kind of consider where you stand, where you are uh, with your documents, your financial st statements, and um, what you need to do to prepare for something uh, like this. And if, you, if you'd like to speak with us, we're always here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, right now is a good time, uh, Marie. Yeah. Right now, because, uh, you know, we can get somebody with their 2021 accounting tax preparation and get them 2022 in order yes. and at least start addressing this uh possibility you know what i mean even if you're in the midst of i'm going about to sell my business by mid-year you know it's not uh it's still it's better than 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 nothing you know what i mean i guess uh, what i'm saying is even if you are in the very end and you're thinking of selling i know pedro i don't mm -hmm. have five years plan i have it a, a year or two year plan so right sure. now is a good time and the reason is because we could get the 2021 accounting all straightened out get the Correct. taxes in order and at least get the 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 uh, interim 2022 in order uh Absolutely. so then there's at least some they can see okay i can see even if let's say 2020 was a little bit iffy uh but i can see the the, the uh, how the corrections were made and i can see now how this is going to work i have some reliable numbers now even though i there's a disruption uh going back to 19 and 20. yeah absolutely yeah. Any, so, any yeah. questions from our audience? I just wanted to check because um, we, you know, we would really like to answer any questions and make this as interactive as possible. But we don't want it. We don't want it to be just us talking. <laughs> yeah. Even though we love talking, <laughs> we love sharing our our, our knowledge. Yes, um, yes. But yeah. Um, yeah, and, and if they want to send a, a comment or an email later, you know, we are mm -hmm. always uh, available. Like I said, I encourage the people to at least uh, schedule a, a discovery session uh, because, again, that's where you can also see a lot of value to, yeah. to tap into something more specific uh, that either Marie or myself or both of us can help uh, uh, your business. Absolutely. Okay. If there aren't that many questions, so, you know, we're very close to our 30 minute mark. So any last thoughts, Pedro? 
Um, no, no. I, I guess I, I keep emphasizing kind of the the, the same. Uh, but it's I, I, <laughs> the only reason that I keep uh, repeating that is because of the importance. I mean, make sure you have your records in order. Twenty twenty two. Well, one thing I wanted to mention quickly is uh, yeah. uh, twenty twenty one. That the taxes. Uh, we continue under the same general uh, tax uh, uh, regime uh, in the past. Some of the, the things that we were uh, evaluating did not happen. We do expect 2022 to be an interesting year. We do ex foresee some potential changes coming up uh, within uh, some of the tax changes, tax increases that we're expecting to see. So I do encourage people to not, uh, you know, to uh, get uh, too relaxed in the process. Um, get 2021 in order. But 2022, yeah. you know, I, I strongly suggest that, that you do some uh, assessments uh, mm -hmm. uh, because we do expect uh, 2022 to see some tax increases. Yes. Uh, and so uh, just to keep that in mind, you know, I mean, not, not to forgo, we're evaluating the impact of the, of the inflation. Inflation is going to play a big factor. Also, it's another form of taxation. So how is it going to affect your business? We're evaluating the the, the, the COVID uh, situation that is also affecting the, the performance of business. You know, so when you can see that we are not only advising you is in only on tax or sure. in an accounting manner, you know, that's why I keep emphasizing about being a business and tax strategists. Is yes. because we're looking at all of these different factors that can affect your business and how we're going to combat that so then you not only compete but you dominate i mean how are you going to get in in front of everybody else because that's how you're going to uh take an, an a, a step ahead i mean to always be a step ahead of, of your of the quote-unquote competitors absolutely absolutely and just a, a few deadlines in january just so i just want to make sure that you know i remind everyone is the the q4 estimated taxes are due i believe on the 18th mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, also don't forget the W-2s and 1099s are going to be out January 31st. Yes, so yes. If you haven't Thank done you it, you think about it, you know, just make sure, go back, check your vendor list, make sure who needs to yeah. get a 1099 and you have another two weeks to get it done. And if you need help, of course, we're always here for you. Yes. Um, with that, we are already at our 30 minute mark. We want to be very cognizant of your time and uh, as busy uh, businessmen and women, we, we really appreciate you hanging in here, um, learning from us. And then uh, we, as again, we appreciate your time. And uh, with that, I want to leave you with the, with the, you know, the note I always say, you know, who are the five people that you are, uh, you know, uh, embracing around you, the people that support you. And we hope that the, the both of us are two of the five that you're always keeping yourself, uh, you know, supported with. Um, we are always here for you, and uh, we'll see you next week. Just a reminder, Tuesday, January 18th instead of Thursday. With that, have a wonderful rest of your week. Wonderful. Take care.